Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And I have a special invitation for you. I will be one of many speakers speaking live at the Afterlife Research and Education Symposium, which is coming September 15th through 17th, 2017, and it'll be held at the Embassy Suites in Scottsdale, Arizona. And on the Friday night, before we all get together, or on the 14th, that's Thursday night, I will be doing a meet and greet in the lobby. So I would love to meet you. So if you'd like to find out more or to register, you can go to afterlifestudies.org. And also, we now have a Facebook group. And if you're on Facebook, feel free to type in We Don't Die Listeners into the search box. And what you'll find is a community of people that you can talk about life after death with, and grief, and your challenges and joys in life. It's just some people that are just like you and me. So I invite you to join us. But today we have a special episode. Today on our show, we have Dr. Ann Clark, who is a registered nurse with advanced training in health maintenance, hypnotherapy, energy work, and regression therapy. She is currently the director of research for the Newton Institute for Life Between Lives, After 17 years on the faculty at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, Anne is now in private practice. She is the owner of Wisdom for Wellness, offering past life regression, life between lives regression, and hypnotherapy. She is also actively engaged in afterlife research. You may visit her website at birminghamhypnosis.com. Dr. Anne Clark, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you here. Really great. So you're in Alabama today? Yes. That's home for you. That's where your office is. Yes, that's where I'm at. That's cool. And it's, uh, we have a nice cool day today. Oh, that's nice for you. I'm up in Massachusetts and it's hot and humid, which is funny, but uh, it is June. And for our listener, we don't know when you're listening to this, but we're actually recording this mid-June in 2017. So, Anne, would you tell us, first of all, is it okay I call you Anne? Yes, that's fine. Okay, great. I know when there's a doctor, I want to be professional about it, but if Anne works for you, Anne works for me. Can you tell us a little bit about your story, perhaps some of your background and how you got into this field? And just know um, from our point of view, we haven't heard too much about regression therapy or life between lives. So uh, I know okay. there's going to be lots you get to share today. Well, I'm anxious to tell you all about it. Um, I think it's one of the greatest healing modalities available to us right now. But let me start by how I got into it. Uh, I was a very typical academic. I had my PhD before I was uh, 30, and uh, I definitely wanted to be a researcher in the health field. I've been affiliated with universities for most of my career, but when I was getting my PhD, I worked part-time in an emergency room on weekends to earn a little extra money. And one day they brought in a woman who had been in a car accident. She smelled of gasoline. She was in one of the little VW bugs, if you any of you remember them. And um, it was completely destroyed. She came in actually DOA, but we took her into one of the treatment rooms. And after about 45 minutes of resuscitation attempts, she came back. So we were very pleased about that. Wow. I was in one of the receiving rooms waiting with her for her to be taken upstairs 
to be admitted to the hospital, and she started telling me that she had watched everything we had been doing for the last 45 minutes. She began describing the various things that had happened. At first I thought, well, she's just having some hallucinations. Then I thought, well, she saw some kind of film or TV program Mm -hmm. on resuscitation. I really didn't believe her. She ended up getting very angry with me and said, you don't believe me, but you have a really wide run all the way down the back of your left stocking. Well, they came to get her at that point. And in a busy ER, I never thought about it again until the end of my shift. But at the end of my shift, one of my colleagues came up behind me and said, what happened to your left stocking? I looked back and there was an inch and a half run all the way up the back of it. Wow. It gave me chills. Sure. Since that time, I started listening and paying attention. It took me a while to get back uh, to really researching the field, but I eventually did. And when I was on on the faculty at the University of Alabama in Birmingham, I started doing alternative therapy research. That led me to early retirement, becoming prepared to do regressions and do work in past life research. Incredible. Um, so you were trained in hypnotherapy, obviously, prior to regression. Yes. My first training was in hypnotherapy. Then I went on to do past life regression, which I feel is a wonderful healing tool for people. And eventually I went on to life between life hypnotherapy. Wow. Well, let's start at the beginning if we can, because I think there's a, when we, when we use the word hypnosis or when we say it, so many people, their minds get conjured up to being in college and start seeing one of those stage shows in Las Vegas thinking, and I think people are on two schools. One, you know, people can make them do things. And the, and the second thing is that can't be real. So could you just tell us a little bit about what hypnosis is before we go? What hypnosis is, is, um, helping a person to get in a very focused inward state, very relaxed, very focused inward. You won't do anything you don't really want to do because you're still in control. And the type of hypnosis that we use in life between life regression is one in which you're fully awake um, and fully in control at all times. You're simply in a relaxed, very focused state. Having not ever done this, I'm excited to hear. I mean, I've taken some uh, hypnosis courses and things, but I want to hear more. If you were interested in getting a life between life regression, uh, let me first of all tell you what it is. Yes. Life between lives regression, and that is a copyrighted term from the Newton Institute. So whenever you hear about life between lives you know that that comes from the Newton Institute. Mm -hmm. It's a deep hypnotic regression to the time that your soul spends in spirit between incarnations. During Life Between Lives, you experience yourself as an immortal soul. You meet your spirit guides, loved ones who have passed on, 
and wise beings who help you explore your soul lessons, your life purpose, and other questions that you may have. It's a, <clears throat> a very healing experience, one in which you experience unconditional love and a feeling of oneness with all things. Uh, it's a profound, life-changing experience. And we've, I've talked to people, we've talked to people that have had the near-death experience and they talk about, you know, where they go and then they're surrounded with love and, and many, many, many people tell, tell us that before they've come into this life that they actually, uh, choose what their soul needs to learn. So are, is what you're saying is that in this hypnotic state, uh, that we're very much aware that we actually get to go to the time before we came into this lifetime? Yes. Oh. And we can actually attend a meeting in which we planned for this lifetime, planned the lessons that we were going to learn, the body that we were going to have, the people that we were going to run into, the experiences that we were going to experience our lessons in. That's incredible. I'm left speechless. I mean, it's one of those things that you want to be real and you're thinking, wow, here's somebody saying it is. Uh, I'd like to go back a bit to yes. a thing you said about near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. I just recently returned from a trip to the University of Virginia where I visited the Department of Perceptual Studies, uh, one of the places where they're doing extensive research on near-death experiences. The reason I stopped there is because the Newton Institute is interested in partnering with them to study the strong similarity between near-death experiences and out of uh, the life-between-life experiences. They not only are very similar in content in what happens during each session, but the effects afterwards are very much the same. And my feeling is, if you can experience these wonderful benefits that come from near-death experiences without having to go through the trauma of dying and all the complications and symptoms that that involves, wouldn't it be a better way to do it? Heck yes. And and by experiences, I know very common, they say that they're surrounded by a feeling of love, uh, that they see their their loved ones and their guides, and when they come back, uh, I haven't spoken to one yet who hasn't had a real strong sense that they want to serve mankind and make a difference with others. Is that yes. part of it as well? Yes, that's very true. And many come back with uh, increased abilities in um, psychic abilities, such as greater intuition or other type things. This is good stuff here. How long have you been involved with this? I've been uh, doing... Life Between Life Regression since 2011. Wow. And this is fantastic. <clears throat> and I want to point out that in the Newton Institute, we have over 200 members all over the world. We recently did a survey, and we learned that uh, over 34,000 Life Between Life Regressions have been done in 40 different countries in the world in 14 different languages. Incredible. I remember speaking to a guest, oh, a couple months ago, and he had mentioned he had had the life between uh, lives regression, and I just kept thinking, well, how the heck do you get that? You know, <laughs> I 
funnier you are today. Oh. And I was on the website, and I live in Massachusetts, and I was thrilled to see there are several um, practitioners. Uh, they all have to be hypnotherapists, one would imagine. They have to be trained. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the training is very extensive sure. before becoming an LBL hypnotherapist. You must go through hypnotherapist therapy uh, training, mm-hmm. have experience in that, go through past life regression training, have experience in that before you even begin life between life hypnotherapy training. And then you must um, go through a period where you're evaluated before you're certified. Yeah, so it's something you're really committed to and this becomes your your passion and your livelihood. Yes, and you can be assured if you get an LBL from a Newton Institute member, it will be of the highest quality. Mm. Can you share a little bit about the Newton Institute, where it came from, who started it? Was there a Newton? I know the answer, but yes. not everybody does. <laughs> well, Michael Newton, Dr. Michael Newton, was a tradi- traditional clinical uh, therapist in practice in L.A. in the 60s. Mm-hmm. He was uh, not at all interested in New Age or alternative things, no, no interest in the afterlife. But he had two clients that changed his life. <coughs> First, a young man came to him who had been experiencing a lot of uh, fear. And he took him back to the origin of some of that fear and found that he had had an experience in which he'd been stabbed. But that experience didn't occur in this life. It occurred in a past life. His next experience occurred with a woman who was experiencing a lot of loneliness. She'd been to many therapists without any relief and was now trying hypnotherapy. Again, he took her back to the origin of these feelings of loneliness. And what she did was go back to her life between lives in the spirit world. During that time, she reunited with her soul family and then understood why she was feeling so lonely, because none of them were with her here in this incarnation. So following that, he very meticulously continued to do cases, writing down everything, and keeping a very open mind, he was able to map out the spiritual realm and develop a method for helping clients access the spiritual realm. Fantastic. And this is through the Life Between Lives. <coughs> yes. And over 25 years in practice with over 7,000 clients, he developed the method, uh, which is outlined in a book that he's written, um, Journey of Souls. He was his first. Mm-hmm. Destiny of Souls, his second book published by Lou Allen. The third book was Life Between Lives Hypnotherapy, where he talks about the uh, experience. We now have another book, Memories of the Afterlife, written in 2010, case studies from members of the Newton Institute. And I'm happy to say that um, me and my colleagues just turned in our latest manuscript to Lou Allen, The next book to be published in 2018 will be the little Llewellyn's little book of life between lives, which explains what we know now after 
these many more years of practice. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we have a contract for a new book, uh-huh. which will be entitled Wisdom of Souls. And what that book will do is it will talk about wisdom that people receive when they visit the spirit realm on various common life experiences. Some examples would be loss of a loved one, family conflict, facing critical health issues, and so on. Really great things. And I'm excited about this. I know you've been practicing it for a while, and I think things we talk about for a while kind of becomes, I don't want to say regular, because I know you know it's very special, but for a first-time listener, uh, even I think any one of us who are listening right now and we've all been dealt this hand of cards it seems like whether it's having health issues or family issues or relationship issues or financial issues or all of the above and to think you know why the heck are these happening to me and to actually have the possibility of going back and learning just why we may have chosen this, all I can think of is how empowering that would be, right, to learn our life lessons this time around. Yes. I think there are some very common outcomes that we see Mm -hmm. from, we call it LBL, Life Between Lives. I think one of them is a knowing that you're a spiritual being having a human experience. And also, discovery of your purpose for this lifetime, what you came here to learn this time around. We see almost a complete elimination of any fear of death after the experience. We also see a lot of releasing of blame that we might have held for, for example, if we had a bad childhood or if someone betrayed us. Um, We realize that these were lessons to help us grow as a soul. We can actually (laughs) experience uh, multiple lifetimes of uh, releasing multiple lifetimes of trauma through an LBL experience. If we can heal it at one point, uh, it can produce healing throughout our lives. Uh, It allows us to reframe life issues that we may be having difficulty with. For example, I just can't make any money. I just always live in poverty. That could be reframed to a much more positive attitude, creating major changes in your life. An acceptance that we're masters Mm -hmm. of our own destiny. You know, it's funny because it's like, I want this and I want this now. That's the feeling that's come over me. <laughs> These are all such powerful things. Um, is this something, well, I'd like to just back up a little and find out, because um, we're now in the concept of the multiple lives, past life regression, meaning we've lived lives in the past. Um, is it important to have a past life regression Yes. For an LB... LBL. 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 Yes. Okay, let me get the lingo right. Yes. Okay. If you wanted a, a life between life regression or an LBL and you called my office, okay. I would advise you that the first step would be to do a past life regression. 
I would schedule a three-hour appointment for you. Okay. And you would come in, and the first thing that I would do was do an assessment of you. I would find out how your mind works, and I would find out how you react to various hypnotherapeutic techniques so that I could design a customized session for you okay. to assure that you'd have the best possible experience. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm Oh, no problem. A lot. Do you have water? <laughs> handy? Mm-hmm. Water handy? I do. Okay, I good. do. And I apologize for no, that's right. me coughing. Um, We're happy you're here, so it's fine. So that um, we would then do your life between your past life regression. Now, a past life regression tells you about things that have occurred in your past lives. I find that the typical client who comes into my office, and excuse me if I sometimes say patient, that's, that's my okay. nurse coming, nursing background coming yeah, through. It's all right. Has had 700 to 1,000 previous past lives. Wow. Okay. Now, that's not true of everybody. There are some who've had less, but, but that's what I commonly find. I've been doing past life regression since 2006, and I have yet to find one past life regression that was not extremely relevant to one's current life situation. Okay. So what we do in the past life regression is allow you to go back wherever your uh, subconscious mind wants to take you to what it feels is most relevant. We can try to direct the session For example, if you've been having trouble with a relationship, Mm -hmm. we can try to direct it toward that. But what I find is your mind is going to take you to what it thinks you need need the most. Okay. (coughs) If I was interested in finding out if I was Cleopatra in a past lifetime, uh, probably not so much, but if I'm dealing with... You know, how come I'm always dealing with a weight issue, you know, <laughs> and yeah. overeating in, in this lifetime? That might be what comes up instead. That's an interesting point. I found very few famous people. The one that I have found is one of my clients was a pope in a last, in one of his past lives. Wow. But, uh, and some others were more minor um, deities um, or were of royal blood, but most people have very common uh, past lives. Which makes sense. And I don't really want to know if I was Cleopatra. I was just using that as a, <laughs> for instance, because I have heard people that have said they've been regressed and they were all rich and famous. I thought, well, what happened to the regular Joe? <laughs> no. So it is, it is a relief to hear <clears throat> that most people are just uh, regular people. Have there been any instances that people have, Oh, I don't know, spoken a different language in a past yes. life regression. Yes. I have a very interesting case who was, uh, happened to be a businessman who, and this is all anonymous, so yeah. I feel okay about sharing this. Okay. Businessman who was rather skeptical about the whole process. But his wife was very insistent that he come and, and try this. She mm-hmm. gave him a gift. For Christmas, he came in. When I was trying to hypnotize him, 
I had him lying on a table where he would be comfortable. Mm -hmm. He kept sitting up and saying, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. Finally, I just put a gentle hand on his shoulder to hold him down and led him through a guided meditation. In the middle of the guided meditation, I asked him to cross a bridge in the park over a little stream. And he came out in a very loud, strong southern accent. I can't. And I asked, why not? And he said, they'll shoot me. Who'll shoot you? Them damn Yankees, he said. Wow. And to make a long story short, he was from Louisiana, Cajun country. He was in the Confederate Army. Mm -hmm. They were being chased. It was cold. He was barefoot. About halfway through, he said to me, Psst, my name ain't Jamie. And I asked, well, what is your name? And he said that his name was Pierre. And shortly after that, he began speaking in French. Oh, wow, Anne. Assuming, of course, the man didn't speak French. No, he did not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> make that clear. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I kept having to ask him, please speak in English so mm-hmm. I can understand you. And he would revert back. At the end... Of his session, as we were doing a debriefing, I asked him if he spoke French, and he said, no, of course not. And I said, well, you did during your session. And he said, no, no, that was just that was just garbled. Mm-hmm. But when he later listened to the recording of the session, he was amazed that he had spoken French. Oh, it's great that you record them. Yes, Really great. So that answers, uh, I mean, I know you probably have hundreds and hundreds of stories of this, but, you know, my first thought, and I do believe in past life regression, so um, I don't need convincing, but for a skeptical mind, it's like, how do you know it's not somebody's subconscious? And to hear, like, them speak, somebody speaking a foreign language that they don't normally speak, and, you know, I've read some other accounts of it that are just... I mean, could it come from, I don't know, our genes? Who knows? I don't think so. Well, I, I think we don't know the answers to that as a researcher. Mm-hmm. I have to say that there are multiple possibilities. But um, I do have an interesting story okay. from Dr. Newton's case cases. He uh, did past life regressions on two sisters in this lifetime. They were both together in a past lifetime One then was a brother and one was a sister in Stone Age times. He interviewed them separately. And after he interviewed the first one, he asked her not to say anything to her sister at all. Uh, She was the brother, the first one he interviewed in the past life. And he described their Stone Age tribe and what things were like, giving the names of several other tribe members, talking about location and lifestyle. Then he did a past life regression on the other sister, Mm -hmm. trying to take her back to the very same lifetime. And he was able to do that, and she told exactly the same story with the same details. Oh, my gosh. So um, that we know can occur. I think there are cases, though, in the literature where Two or three people have said they were Marilyn Monroe in the past. Mm -hmm. I think that may be conscious interference, Mm -hmm. not a true 
past life memory, or there's a possibility that we have a shared consciousness and tap into exactly what we need to hear when we're asking for the past life regression experience. We're still studying that, but at this point I think the healing potential is probably what is of paramount importance, and that is great. Yes. This reminds me of uh, Dr. Brian Weiss. Uh, He's got some similar but different books. Um, Yes. I did my initial past life regression training with him. Okay. Uh, Many masters, many, many lives. That's it, yep. Only love is real. He has, and his one of his latest books, Our Miracles Do Happen. That's a great title. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yes. They do. Um, and he's still out doing his thing, and uh, I know they just they complement each other here. I want to ask you, um, you had mentioned a soul family. And the one woman experiencing loneliness is because she wasn't with her soul family. Could you describe what you mean by soul family? Well, um, we are part of various soul groups on the other side. We may be, we have a soul family. We all start out placed in a soul family of souls who have similar characteristics and um, desires for learning and we may change that after a while but that is our primary family we tend to incarnate with members of our soul family and those of adjacent groups there's about a group of a hundred souls that we tend to incarnate with over and over again in one life we may be a child in another we may be the mother of one of our soul group members. Uh, we may have a, a soulmate that we like to incarnate with, a special one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the soul family is your base, your home, your family on the other side. And not necessarily, but could be the people that are our current family. Could be, but usually there's, there are other others who are not in your soul family that are part of your close relationships in this life. Interesting, because I, I know that in my past, I felt around people that there were family members, even though we weren't tied by blood. I just had yes. that really good feeling that I, I knew them and I could trust them. And, that could very well be. Well, let me tell you a bit about it, more about the process. Okay. In the past life regression, uh, you will normally receive information which is very helpful to you in learning more or gaining a new perspective on issues that you may currently have in your life, such as difficult relationships or challenges that you're trying to meet. And that will be very, very useful to you. You'll get usually to speak to your guide during a past life regression, learn who they are, maybe how to contact them better, and you'll get suggestions for what you can do 
to improve on whatever it is that you're asking about. <clears throat> and at the end of sessions, we can actually talk to the person in the past life. Let me explain that we're one soul who has many bodies. We're always that same soul, and every time we incarnate, that experience remains with us, part of us. But, for example, there'll never be another Sandra. You're the only one. You'll go back to your soul at the end of your incarnation and always be a part of it, and you may or may not incarnate again as another individual. Sometimes you incarnate as a male, sometimes as a female. You incarnate in different parts of the world, in different circumstances. You have different skin colors, different ethnicities, different circumstances. All of these experiences are designed for you, by your soul to help you learn soul lessons. So at the end of your session, let's say that you visited a lifetime in which uh, you were in the Roaring Twenties and you uh, were uh, a nightclub singer. At the end of that session, we can go back and talk to her. Let's say her name was Natalie. And we can ask Natalie what it was she wanted to show you during your past life regression. What, what she wanted to tell you, how she wanted to help you. We can also ask her, Natalie, what talents do you have that I haven't yet realized in this lifetime? Or, Natalie, what was the most challenging thing for you in your life and how did you handle it? And we can gain great knowledge, perspective, information from these kinds of questions. Then we can also ask her questions. Perhaps we have questions about how are you so comfortable doing what you did and hear what she has to say. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't send the recording out right away. I wait about two to three weeks because for two to three weeks you'll continue to have memories when you have quiet um, quiet time when you're just trying to meditate or just relax. You may get additional memories. When I do send out the recording, I send out some homework with it to help you get even more out of your past life regression about how it relates to your current life and lessons that you may be learning. Awesome. I like to leave about at least a month. Some people take longer. Mm -hmm between the past life regression and the LBL. Some people want to do another LBL, another past life <clears throat> regression mm -hmm. before they do the LBL because there are other things they've been wondering about. Either way is fine. No right way or wrong way to do it. No. no, and there's sometimes people will fly in from another state and they'll do the past life regression and the LBL all in two or three days. Yeah, I can understand. That's fine that. too. Can I ask you just a couple of questions um, before we go on yes. to LBL? Um, I know people have said, <laughs> I hope you can't hear this, there's a chicken cockadoodle doing 
in my backyard. <laughs> a neighbor's chicken. I nice, nice. Yeah, they have adopted my backyard instead of their own. Uh-huh. They like the bird feed. Just it's very funny. But there are people that have um, said when there's a newborn baby or maybe a couple of years old now, and they say it's the reincarnation of my dad or you know they think that that it is um as far as these soul families go could that be possible or is it something where the roughly 100 people all live the lifetimes and then we reunite on the other side and then you know jump back in the water again it could be very possible okay Um, one of my recent clients came in for a regression because she'd been diagnosed with ovarian cancer and wanted some information on that. What we learned during the regression was that uh, she is the reincarnation of her grandmother. In other words, she was her mother's mother, and now in this lifetime, her mother is her mother, uh, her her daughter is her mother. Okay. And the grandmother died when this person's mother was still quite young from ovarian cancer. And now she's back again with ovarian cancer in this lifetime. Interesting. She came back as her as herself in this lifetime as the daughter of her mother because one of the reasons that she <clears throat> found that she had developed the ovarian cancer was her um, over-involvement in caring for her family without caring for herself. And that the cancer for her provided an opportunity for her to can- care for herself, to put herself first when she needed to. She was unable to do that in the past life, but she had the opportunity to do so now in this new life. It feels sad to to say that getting cancer was an opportunity to take care of yourself, but I can get it. Um. Well, I think if we look at some of the new quantum theories that are out, one that I, I think is easily accessible is Tom Campbell. If you look at Tom Campbell's videos on YouTube. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. He he holds that we are living in a virtual reality situation on Earth. Um, it's a very sophisticated one with free will. But in other words, we're sending in our avatar or our character to have these learning experiences. And that what Earth is, is actually a training ground for schools Mm -hmm. so that we just learn from these experiences. We're not really permanently hurt in any way. And we don't die. Yeah, I'm totally aligned in that. And I heard an expression once, you've probably heard it, or a quote, it says, our current lifetime is but a thread in the fabric of our soul. Yes. It's something like that anyways. And so... I can't help but think, I mean, we are locked in <laughs> in our minds to think that this life is it. But if we truly have lived 700 to 1,000 times or 
even 10 times before, a, a lot of times, you know, we've made it through. Our soul has made it through. So Absolutely. death is an illusion. <laughs> Birth is an illusion. I know this. The, yes. Uh, it's merely the passing from one dimension to another. Birth and death. Okay. Just pass it from one dimension to another of consciousness. And we're beginning to learn from new quantum theories that that may be all there is, is consciousness. Everything else comes from that. Mm, this is good. Uh, Anne, so we visited the importance of past life regression and learning about where our current issues have come from and, you know, uh, being able to take stock of them and, you know, make advancement in our lives. But then people will come back or, like you say, stay for a couple of days and then have a LBL, life between yes. life regressions. So how would that differ now? Well, what we just do is, this? is we start with, uh, we have used the past life regression in LBL just as a doorway to the spirit world. Okay. So what we do is start out with um, neutral or happy memories from the childhood. We're not doing childhood therapy here, so it's just neutral or, mem- uh-huh. or happy memories. And we go all the way back to the womb. We can actually talk to the soul in the womb, find out how it feels about the upcoming incarnation, lessons that it planned to learn, how it feels about its family, its circumstances. From there, we go to the time before the soul was in the the womb. And from there, we go back to the spirit world. There's a gate. Not everybody is ready to enter the spirit world, although I must say in my practice, um, I have not yet encountered that. That is an experience that some practitioners, and Dr. Newton described this fully, some are not ready and they're not able to enter the spirit realm yet. They may need need to do some additional work or some additional uh, learning and growing before they're ready. Usually, you're met by a a family member who's passed on or more, or your guide, or just loving presences and spirits. And upon entering the spirit world, one of the first things that usually happens, if it was a traumatic or difficult death from illness, There may be a time of recovery first. Um, But let me go back a minute and say that the typical person who dies spends maybe one to two weeks around Earth. They may try to comfort loved ones. They may attend their own funerals. They may even try to attend to some business that they want to wrap up. Mm -hmm. And others just go right 
right on immediately. <coughs> We've been told that um, the deceased soul, the, the deceased person, tries to comfort loved ones in various ways. And that, so if you feel that your loved one is around you, the possibility is very real that that's right. So, um, we, once you get through the gateway, there may be a recovery period or uh, what happens next usually is a life review with the guide. Very similar to what might happen during a near-death experience. So, uh, do you have some questions on any of this? I'm just visualizing it, um, which brings me to the question. Can, can everybody go through this? If well, we have the intent. There are some people that are blocked from it. Okay. Because they're maybe not ready. Dr. Newton recommended that nobody under the age of 25 or over the age of 85 do it. However, um, we found from our survey that, that our therapists are working with the right younger and older people mm -hmm. as well. Uh, we would not use this procedure on anyone who had any psychiatric illness right. or one who was under the influence of psychotropic drugs or alcohol. Yeah, makes sense. We do a very careful screening and they need to be mentally healthy right. to undergo this process. And you had said in the beginning that people are aware of what's happening. It's not like they're put under and you know, they just start talking and they have no memory of what's happening. Yeah. Is that correct? Right. You'll remember. Sometimes you won't remember everything. Right. But you'll remember it generally. Yeah. Well, sometimes when we're so in, so present in doing stuff, whatever that may be, that it's not like you're paying attention to what happened next because you're living it. Yes. Uh, and the access way is through visual imagery and that's also, can also be used <laughs> as like your imagination. You're, you're, describing whatever that is and then maybe crossing the bridge those sort of things so if we have if we have an imagination uh there's a good chance that we can go down the road and and have this yes experience for ourselves <clears throat> yes following that there are various station stops that dr newton uh described now we're experiencing some differences from what is described in journey of souls and Destiny of Souls, mm -hmm. and that will be coming out in some of our later writings. I want to mention also that we've got a, an online journal, Stories of the Afterlife. Oh, great. Subscribe to that by going to the newtoninstitute.org okay. website, and there will be case studies in each of those issues. But uh, there are station stops. One of the interesting ones <clears throat> is either meeting with the guide or what we call a council of wise beings and asking questions that you have about your current life. You can word up to uh, 25 questions that you have 
that you want answers to. They can be either personal or very universal. Mm-hmm. And we can attempt to get answers for you during this session. During the session, Anne, so I, if I'm the one lying down here uh, and I'm being um, guided through this imagery and things start happening, am I, I mean, as a man spoke French, uh, is it ever a quiet journey or are you saying, you know, tell me what you see next or what I, you're experiencing? It, it needs to be an interactive journey okay. so that the therapist can provide you with guidance. Okay. So that you're makes asked sense. to, you'll be asked questions and you describe what's happening as you go along. And that way you'll have a recorded record of what you actually experienced. Right. I can't help but think how valuable this is. Um, I, I just got this little comic strip in my mind that I'm making up <laughs> about a person that goes who hasn't had this and then they finally get to a past life regression and yeah you're dealing that with that in the past life and then dealing with the same thing the one before that same thing one before that same thing one yes. before that and then finally you're being able to like get freedom from it saying geez am I going to spend another lifetime dealing with this say it's fear or whatever it is or yes. am I just going to handle it in this one and then have some new adventure for the next one? Yes, uh, so absolutely. I can't help but think how powerful this is to our current life. That's very accurate. Uh, one of the places that we can visit in the spirit world is the life selection area. What does that mean? That means we can look at how we chose the life we're currently living ah. and why. It's interesting. It. Um, People describe it differently during their regressions, but it seems to be a a big computer room that has these large screens that you can actually become a part of and experience a little bit of that previous life before you decide to get in it. And it seems that in the past we thought you selected your parents and your body and your circumstances all separately, but now it appears that there's much discussion ahead of time, and the choices are narrowed by timekeepers or wise beings who help you choose just the right life to learn the lessons you need to learn. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you've got three or four selections that you can choose from, and you can actually step into these lives briefly to see what they would be like. So that means... You know what your body's going to look like beforehand. If you're not pleased with it, well, you chose it. Um, <coughs> and you actually chose your parents. You chose your life situation. And you chose it for a reason, to help you learn certain lessons. You can also learn during this visit about what your life purpose is, what you hope to learn during this life. You can learn things such as, were there special events or people that you plan to run into during this lifetime? And if so, what were the signals that would let you know that they've arrived? Right. So there's a lot of varied information that can come out. One of the arts of having a really good life between life regression session is asking the right questions. And as an LBL therapist, we help you do that. Excellent. 
And the best way to get involved is to go to newtoninstitute.org. Yes, and find a therapist that's in your area. And if we're happy, if we are in the Alabama area or just heard this episode, I and have love to. No problem flying to Alabama. The Alabama area. I'm the only one in Alabama for now. Wow. Fantastic. I know time's going by pretty quick. Um, I just wanted to ask you, I know you're, you say you're actively engaged in afterlife research. Are there any other fields of the afterlife that you've been digging into that interest you? Well, what we're doing right now is we are doing studies about life between life regression. (coughs) We have several uh, research studies going on right now out of our department. Um, We have done some qualitative research on the lived experience of a visit to the spiritual realm during LBL. Mm -hmm. And during that, we've, that was where we learned that people experience a lack of fear of death and uh, a clearer sense of purpose in life, a new perspective on troubling relationships in their lives, less anxiety about current life challenges, and new strategies for coping with challenges. And there are some other things we want to follow up on. One is that most of our respondents talked about how tired they were after the session. It does go from four to six hours. No kidding. I didn't even think to ask that question. Yes, and uh, so we need to look more at that. But uh, we're studying currently the impact of LBL on spiritual and psychological well-being. Uh, We're studying the uh, effect of LBL on practice uh, on TNI members, if it has a profound effect on clients, what effect does it have on the therapist? We're getting some very interesting things out of that. And uh, we're embedding questions during LBLs to learn more about various things. Currently, we're looking at violence and life selection, Mm -hmm. and we're currently analyzing some of that data. And another study we're doing is EEG readings at key points during LBLs. Obviously, a near-death experience comes with a lack of heart and brain activity. When you visit the spirit realm during LBL, what kind of state is the body in? So we're asking that question. Mm -hmm. Is the past life regression also that lengthy of a session? The past life regression is usually two to three hours. Okay. So a good way to get started. Well, it's the only way to get started is having a past yes. life regression. Yes. But we don't have to have any concerns about it being really lengthy. There's a very lengthy induction for LBL for it to be at its maximum effectiveness. This is incredible. I know we only have a few minutes left, Anne. Is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't or that you want to share um, that we didn't get to? Um, Well, what about, oh, didn't say this. (laughs) uh, I can't think of anything specifically except I want to say that 
Life Between Life Regression is the most healing therapy that I have ever dealt with in all of my years in the healthcare field. And I can so get it. Everything that you described that you get out of it, it, it it's it's the stuff that I've dedicated my life to doing these radio shows about, to uh, having written my book, to speaking at conferences, you know, knowing that we're spiritual being, discovering our purpose, eliminating the fear of death, releasing blames, uh, you know, uh, reframing life issues, these things you said, acceptance, that we're creating this. I mean, to give my life to to being able to figure that out for myself and being able to share that. Um, I mean, it, to me, it's, it's a lifelong journey, but to actually spend at least in the past life regression, a few hours and getting a bird's eye view of where I was before, what issues were there, you know, what I brought into this lifetime. I mean, even just starting with there, okay, it could happen in a day. Yes. That is so incredible. <clears throat> and then it's profound. It, it's, I don't want to say it's like clearing the slate, but it's like, how do I say this? Here's the image in my mind. You, you spend your whole lifetime going to school and you go on to college and you get your master's and doctorate. Like you can spend your lifetime, right? Going through school. Yes. yes. Or you can get it in one afternoon. You know, <laughs> I, I do think that there's always time to um, integrate. Yes. The, to learn from the LBL. Sure. So, but there, there is an instant profound impact. Life will never be the same. No, again. you're not the same person walking out the door as you were walking in. And I would think the sense of power. And I think any victimhood would be <laughs> dropped by the wayside and just really get that we're the responsible creator for this life, for yes. everything that's in it. And I would think there'd be so much blame that would disappear. Um, there'd be forgiveness that would show up, both for ourselves yes. and others. Just a, a, a new quality of living would surface. Would emerge, yes. Wow. And I'm proud of you. Well, well, I, I look forward to meeting you at the conference in September. Yes, that's right. I'm glad you're going to be there. I had forgotten for a minute. So, folks, go to afterlifestudies.org to register because this is something I certainly want to find out more. This would be wonderful to meet you. And then also your website is birminghamhypnosis.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can see you obviously for this, but you also offer some other things as well uh, with your hypnosis and um, I th- yeah, past life regression, meditation, right? Helping yes. people with meditation. And Thank quantum you. consciousness. I don't have that on the website yet. I don't know what I that am. is, quantum consciousness. Quantum consciousness is a, a new uh, healing procedure for obtaining healing and wisdom from the various dimensions that we're a part of in the universe. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. Something new? and uh, It is. And, um, new to me, anyways. I'm happy to talk with you about that at a, yeah. another Wonderful. Well, I would definitely like to keep in touch. And 
Um, we'll definitely see you in September. Yes. Yeah, it's a super reason. I'll be reason. looking forward to it. Super reason. Well, Anne, thank you for being our guest today. My pleasure. Oh, and for our listener, thank you for listening today. I hope it's been of as much interest and value to you as it has been to me. It has. Just fantastic. <clears throat> new. It's like a new door is open that I didn't even know existed. But one that Wonderful. walking out the other door leaves us so empowered. Uh, and for our listener... I invite you to come meet Anne and I in Scottsdale, Arizona, September 15th through 17th at the Afterlife Symposium. And you can go to afterlifestudies.org to register. I want to remind you, we have a Facebook group. And if you go to Facebook and type in We Don't Die Listeners, you can gain immediate access. And also, uh, all these episodes, this is episode 180. So all 180 can be found at wedontdieradio.com. I know there's a lot of episodes there. I want to thank the people who have been there since episode number one. Some people have binge listened in and listened to every single one, which is amazing. Um, but also at that website, wedontdieradio.com, there's a very healing audio called How to Survive Grief. And you can read a free chapter of my book, or actually the whole book, in PDF form if you click on a button that says join the insiders club and i don't send you spam or anything like that but i give you a lot of great things because i like Anne, are interested in you having the best life ever so in closing my name is sandra champlain i've been your host on we don't die radio and i do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important so i want to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon (music) 